it's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row, the biggest names, our guests on Box to Row. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. You know what this is. This is the one and only D-O-Double-G. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey, man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey, say what's happening, man? It's T.I.P., man. Hi, this is Jill Scott. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.BotchToRow.com. That's From the Press Box to Press Row. Real. Relevant. Radio. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, June 29th. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And uh, I tell you what, we're going to continue this HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We're going to take things to Richmond, Virginia. Going to be joined football coach of Virginia Union in his third season, Dr. Alvin Parker as the Panthers went 8-2 and two in 2019, as Dr. Parker joins us here on from the, or, or the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Parker? I'm good. How about yourself, Donald? Doing great. I can't complain. Just, you know, trying to make it like, uh, every, uh, make it like everybody else. You know, I like to have conversations with people smarter than I. I mean, you're a doctor, <laughs> right? You're a doctor. Like, are we going to play football this year in 2020? I hope so. You know, um, I think it's something that we need. You know, honestly, I think, you know, in the times that we're in with everything that's kind of going on, you know, um, with, you know, the virus and, you know, all the social injustice things that's going on, I think we need something that's considered a bright spot. You know, um, of course, we want to do it in the safest manner possible, but I think it's something we need. It's uh, sports is something that's kind of the common thing that draws everybody together and you know, nothing like, you know, college sports to do it with, you know. So it's something I think is good. I think it's, um, you know, can draw us together and kind of kind of end some of this a little bit, you know. Um, so I, I hope we're going to play. You know, I don't know, I'm not doing it through research or – Well, you're a doctor, though, right? You're a doctor, though, right? I'm doing this one through – I'm doing this one through faith, man. <laughs> so, you know um, – you know, and I kind of hope it plays out pretty good, and I, and I hope we get a chance to play, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no question about that. So how, I mean, how have you, I'm sure maybe like everybody else, you've been sort of communing, uh, communicating with your players via Zoom, et cetera, right? Correct. You know, um, it's been something that, you know, uh, it's been a little, you know, a tad bit challenging because that's not the way we usually function. You know, we're a program that kind of all kids and work with all guys hands-on, and our staff is – you know, really relies on the camaraderie of being around each other and kind of getting things done. So it's been a new, you know, a new thing for us, you know. Um, but I think we've adapted to it. we got coaches that love to coach and love to teach. So they found, you know, every avenue to coach and teach our guys. So, you know, that's been something that's been pretty good. Everybody's kind of been able to have to put on their, uh, their think tank and make sure that they kind of stretch their stuff out beyond what would be normal to make sure we can get this thing done and, and, and act as if, those guys are still here, you know, so it's been something that's been 
a small challenge, but, you know, I take it upon myself to make sure I coach the coaches and the coaches coach the players, and those guys have been getting those guys to respond. And it's been something that I felt like, you know, um, hey, we got this much done. Well, we had gotten less or more done if we had been in school. You know, um, missing spring practice was probably the only thing that pretty much, you know, kind of hurt because, you know, I've been doing this thing for going on 21 years, and this is the first time I had never participated in spring practice. So, um that was a little challenging, a little difficult, but everything else in terms of getting information to the guys and teaching them and kind of still per se coaching them, it has been something that's been good. Once we're ready to kind of get things going and uh, perhaps uh, get practices going, you know, how, how do you make up? I mean, you can't really make up, but what are some of the things you implement for that lost time uh, during what would have been spring football? I think um, the mistake that we cannot make as as coaches, you know, um, is to try to rush it back and to get so much done in, in such a short amount of time. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be tough, but I think we gotta we gotta kind of guarantee that you know these guys that have kind of done what they're supposed to have been doing at home, you know, and um, everything we've been sending them and trying to get them to do that. You know, it takes a bunch of accountability. You know, um, I told my guys, you know, on our last Zoom call um, on Monday. I say, you know, the biggest ability that you have to have right now is going to be accountability. And, you know, we got to know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And um, that's the first thing. And we're not going to rush it. And we're not going to take and try to cram all that stuff into a small amount of time to try to get it done. We're going to try to stay on a nice pace because, you know, again, when you kind of speed it up and you do other things, you kind of end up losing guys and all of that to lose anybody. You know, and um, missing that spring ball is generally an evaluation period. You know, um, so – we got to do some other things as coaches, kind of, again, be creative to find ways to evaluate guys a little quicker than we normally would because, you know, when you get the camera for a first game, it's not necessarily doing any evaluations or anything like that that you would normally do during the spring. So, um, again, we got to be creative, man. But, again, it's going to be, you know, our team stepping up and those guys really showing, you know, how much they love this game and how much they want to be a part and what they want to get done this season. Before we talk about – you know, some personnel and, and so forth. I want to get your thoughts on the protests. You're there in the, the not only the capital of Virginia and Richmond, but the former capital of the Confederacy, which I'm sure is a hot button topic with the statues and all of that. Sort of your thoughts on the protests, where we are, and then have any of your players uh, participated? I mean, I guess first and foremost, you look at it. You know, you speak on the situation, I guess that was kind of, you know, um, come about with, with all the George Floyd, you know, um, stuff, you know. Um, but, you know, like I guess quoted by, you know, I want to quote Dr. Martin King, you know, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And I guess when you look at it like that, with that thing happening all the way out, you know, um, Minneapolis, and it's kind of been able to affect the entire world. You know, not only you could turn the TV and see things happening in the U.S., you know, things are happening overseas and different places like that. You know, and I looked up and I thought about it, you know, um, maybe, you know, the other day and realized that this has been about a month because all of this stuff began on May 25th, you know, um, and it's been about a month and you've seen so much systematical change that, you know, under no other circumstances would have happened, you know, um, and being right here in Richmond, you know, um, Richmond is a is a pretty, you know, mixed city in terms of races and, and things like that. But um, like you said, it's in the heart of the Confederacy. You know, you go down to uh, what is Monument Avenue, you know, um, and you'll see statues that, you know, guys that represented some things that we we necessarily don't represent right now, you know, um, but those are on full display, you know. But I think, you know, the movement has really brought a lot of that stuff to light. 
and it's really kind of, you know, put some, you know, some positive spins on it. And we kind of come together with people of different races, creeds, colors, and everything else that have, have gotten some positives out of this. If you would say it was, it was anything positive come, you know, you don't want anything to come from anybody dying. You know, like the people that have died, George Floyd, the Rashad Brooks, Brianna, you know, and um, Ahmaud Arbery, you know, even though his was not at the hands of police, you know, um, you want systematical change. And, and for this month, our mayor, our governor, have stepped up and really did some things that, again, under no other circumstances would have happened, you know. Um, and I think about it, man, and I, I really, really think about it, and I just take my hat off to those legendary HBCU coaches, those Eddie Robinsons, those Jake Gaithers, Marino Cases, all the Ori Banks, you know, John Mary, all those guys that through their entire careers coached through this. They coached through stuff like this. They didn't have a uh, option to say, okay, well, 2020 is going to hit. It's going to be this one year. I kind of got to get my guys through, you know, these things dealing with social injustice. Those guys coached their entire careers doing Jim Crow or the civil rights movement. And, you know, those guys right now, some of us younger coaches can lean on to kind of get the information on how to, you know, get this to our teams or how to pass this along because they spent their entire careers doing it through these type of times. That's, that's, it's, it's new to us, but their careers was based on it doing like that. So, you know, again, you know, um, I try to make sure we talk to the guys and we explain everything, but that's the part I miss. I miss being with my guys one-on-one, being able to talk to them face-to-face. You know, um, I could explain it through Zoom. I could explain it through phone calls, but it's nothing like being there with them face-to-face and kind of doing it. And um, some of the guys have participated in protests, some of the things to kind of show, you know, um, their stance on everything. And I'm proud of a lot of them. But the biggest thing I tell those guys is, you got to make sure you know what you're doing it for. You got to make sure you know why you're doing it. And at the end of the day, you got to make sure you're educated enough on all levels that when, you know, that thing comes, you're able to take it a little further. You're able to do that, you know. So that's my stance on it. Nice. That's the voice of Dr. Alvin Parker. He's in his third season as the head football coach at Virginia Union. Joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Your thoughts on 2019, Coach Parker, you guys were 7-3 and three on the season. Yeah, um, we beefed the schedule up a little bit. We added some guys um, that we we felt like was going to give us some big time challenges, and they did. You know, um, we were able to go down uh, to Hampton and pick up a big time win. You know, that was huge. But you know, next week we came back and played against the uh, number five team in the country, the North Ryan, and we lost. You know, um, so that was pretty. And I thought we we were playing some pretty good ball. You know, um, we were able to jump into the top 25, and we went up to uh, Bowie, and we just didn't play well. You know, um, wasn't one of our best games, and um, Coach Wilson had his guys ready, and they and they jumped on us. You know, um, it was the only top 25 game in the nation that week between two top 25 opponents, and we just didn't rise to the occasion like I thought we should have. You know, and then we went on to to kind of win win another game, and we got into the last game in, against Virginia State, and it was a great game two pretty much evenly matched teams and you know um we got to the last play we pushed all our poker chips to the middle of the table you know um was one of those type of situations and um they necessarily come out on the favorable end of that but i thought we played good and i thought we played solid um we're having a a tougher schedule and some other things like that that we 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 did last year i thought our guys kind of rose to the occasion but you know um you're judged off of wins and losses when it comes to this thing and you know we had seven wins and three losses and and we focus more on those losses in the, in, in, the, in the outer portion of the season and um and see what we can do to kind of get those in our favor this year. You know, we're going to still play that same kind of schedule this year um, with the same type of people to give us that same type of challenge. 
you know, um, to see where we are. We're going to find out where we are early, just like we did last year, you know. Um, but if you want to be a certain type of team, you got to play certain type of people. And, you know, that's my always been my philosophy no matter where I've been. You know, um, so it's going to be no different. And as long as I'm here, it's going to be no different. Yeah. Uh, now, <clears throat> Tobias Taylor, you're running back back for you this year? He is back. Okay. Yes, he's back. Um, That's huge. NCAA um, was able to grant him his waiver, you know, based off the fact that he he declared for the draft, as everybody knew. Right. You know, um, so, you know, we had to talk after the season, and, and we kind of came to an agreement that we felt like, you know, he felt like that was best for him. And, you know, um, I, I, I agree with him because I want him to follow his dream and I want to help him do it. You know, and I agree with him at the time, you know, but when everything kind of started to happen, you know, with the COVID and everything, um he felt like it was in his best interest to stay in school. So, you know, um, our compliance officer in the department was able to put a waiver in for him, and the NCAA granted it and gave him his, his eligibility back. Yeah. And, and and so that's great for you, him coming back, Khalid Mill. But, and then Khalid Morris, your thoughts on uh, – your quarterback, your thoughts on the season he had and uh, what uh, he needs to do in 2020. Well, uh Khalid led the league in passing, you know, um, and a year before, you know, um, from a, from an offensive standpoint, we led the league in rushing in 2018, and we led the league in passing in 2019. So um, Khalid was a big part of that. You know, he could spin it. He can kind of do a lot with it. So um, he was able to kind of, you know, um, put us in a lot of games and add another dimension to our offense. You know, we had it before, you know, um, but he was kind of able to bring it all out, you know. Um, so this will be his senior year coming up. So we're expecting big things from him. Um, and like I said, he, he wanted to take pride in the offense, take pride in the team, that he's going to do everything he has to do to make us better. You know, um, So this spring would have been you know, real big for him, just like everybody else. You know, any, you can get that extra time with your quarterback. You know, um, it's going to help. He's one of those guys that get lost in the playbook, get lost in the film room, you know, um, that you know, uh, he's going to be just as, just as good, if not better, than he was last year. Yeah, and then he has a big time. Talk about the receiving core that that's sort of coming back. That's going to be able to you know help him take that to a game to the next level. Well, everybody knows Charles Hall. He's pretty much become a household name after last year. You know, he this was a sophomore season this past year. He broke out. He led the nation in yards per catch. You know, I'm thinking about twenty seven yards per catch. So that was phenomenal you know every time he touched the ball he had the ability to kind of take it to the house you know he kind of just broke on the scenes for us you know um, so he did pretty well and another uh, guy Jaden Revis who's been you know a guy who's been a, um, a staple in what we've been doing the last couple of years it's going to go into his senior year too you know he's more of a, a quicker guy who can get the ball and make some guys miss Charles is kind of the longer legged faster guy you know, um, and we have a wealth of other guys that's in that group, too, that can kind of get it done. Those guys are probably the headliners because of their numbers. But um, they're pretty solid as a whole. Then defensively, I, I believe you lose Sterling Hammond, who was just all world for the years that he was at Virginia Union. But who are some of the guys uh, that you're looking for to step up in 2020? Uh, you're right. We did lose Sterling. That was, and that's going to be a big, 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 big hole to fill, you know. Um, so, but, you know, we got some guys coming back over there. You know, Mikael Dobbins is down there at D-Tackle. You know, Taj Conway is a linebacker that's been starting for us for two years. Devast Parker, safety, that's been starting for us for two years. You know, um, Jerry Sumner, who's kind of defense, plays multiple positions um, on that second level. You know, um, Keenan Evans, another guy down front. Brian Epps, who's been a starter for the last couple of years on the corner. 
and Xavier Hines, who, who who's, who's had some good success last year down there on that defensive line in terms of getting to that quarterback. That the voice, of course, of Dr. Alvin Parker, head football coach at Virginia Union, joins us here on the program. What are your what are your special teams looking like for 2020? <laughs> That's our MVP. <laughs> you know, all special all kickers are MVP. You know, he's a preseason All American. He was the conference um, special teams player of the year last year. You know, um, for the last last two years, he you know he he's outscored some teams by himself in terms of what he's done. You know, um, you know he was I think 15 for 16 last year on on field goals. You know, and um, one he did miss, I thought he made. You know, so it's, it's he's a special kid. You know, and that's Jefferson Souza. You know, um, unanimous conference special teams player of the year. You know, he kind of did it all. He punted, he kicked off, place kick. You know, um, he's coming back for his senior year. You know, um, and he, he's a threat. Anytime we can kind of get get it close, get inside that red zone, we know we can kind of rely on him to uh, put that thing through the uprights. And um, he's been doing it. You know, um, I think ice water runs through his veins sometimes because, you know, we put him in some high-pressure situations and, you know, he never fails us. So, you know, that's a, that's a good word to have him back. I wish I could put an unlimited clock on him and have him forever, you know. Um, so, you know, but he, he's been good for us and, and extremely reliable, and I'm, I'm happy. And not only that, he's a great kid. So, you know, I'm just happy to be around him all the time. Dr. Alvin Parker, head football coach at Virginia Union, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Panthers scheduled to open the season uh, on September 5th at Hampton. Uh, Coach Parker, we appreciate the time. Continue to stay safe, and we look forward to talking with you further in 2020. I appreciate it, Donald. I mean, again, thank you guys at Box for all you do for us, all right? Appreciate you, Coach Parker. Of course, you can react to anything that Alvin Parker, the head football coach of Virginia Union, had to say on today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast on Twitter at box to row our Twitter handle, at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Follow us while you're there. Also on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. Follow us, uh, friend us while you're there as well. On tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, we're going to take it down the road just a bit to Petersburg, Virginia. Check in at Virginia State with the Trojans head football coach, Reggie Barlow. Don't forget to tell a friend or a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast getting you set for the start of the HBCU football season going in depth with the head coaches of all 52 HBCU football playing programs. You can find us at BoxToRoad.com. You can download or listen to the podcast. Also on iHeartMedia. You can find us on iHeartMedia as well as Apple Podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow. I rock rough and stuff with my Apple Puffs. Rock on with your mail say. I rock rough and stuff with my Apple Puffs. Rock on with your mail say. I rock all with my bass off cause it's the must. It's the lady of rage still kicking up dust. So um, let me loosen up my bra strap. And um, let me boost her with my raw rap. Cause I'ma break it down to the nitty gritty one time. When it comes to the lyrics, I get busy with my...